At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare here are three reasons zen is america's number one nicotine pouch we use food grade ingredients we have a wide selection of varieties and they all come in two strengths Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Uh. Check it out now. Uh. No doubt now. Thursday morning, January 19th, 2023. It is the Beating the Book podcast. Megabot division round. Oh, I love these games way too much. This is concerning. Skill Alexander. Live from the South Point, thanks for joining us. Of course, uh, here in studio with me, the staples of the show, pillars of the show, Jeff Parlay, VEASAN host, joins me to my right. How you doing, man? I'm good. It's uh, roughly 8,000 degrees in the studio today. Yeah, there's that. Ladies, we could be shirtless by the end of this show. That's not good for anybody. Of course, that's why it's a podcast and we only have one (laughs) video clip, but you know what I mean. Speaking of shirtless, Todd Wishnev, everybody, to my uh, distant right. Todd Wishnev, a uh, USTA tennis rating of uh, 4.25, he says. I, I didn't say it. A guy who is USTA rated at 4.0 or 4.5 said, said statement, not me, but okay. Well, no, it makes me feel better because I can't solve you. So if you're a 4.25, I feel better about myself. I'm pretty good, Gil. I'm not that bad. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, now, I, I'm probably not. Everybody. I'm not going to be good much longer because I continue to get fatter and fatter, well, and uh, yes. cannot stop eating after my 111 pound weight loss. It's gone the wrong way in 78 days. And how much have you gained back very, in 78 very, days? Very, very disconcerting. How much have you gained? Uh, back? Fifty-five plus. Okay, but don't you have a new bet with Fezic where you're now going to start a, losing? I have. An, I had a bet. We made another bet that on May 11th we would have target weights of me at 205 and him at 190. Yeah. And if one of us was below and one of us was above, they would owe the other one 1500. Okay. And right now I'm in big danger on that bet. Big, big danger. <sighs> don't be Luther Vandross. It's a serious subject. Let's get this together. It's a disaster. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us for the division round playoff, uh, we always do the uh, all-star team here during the postseason. We had Drew on last week. Um, our favorites, there's no knock on the others who do, don't make it. We just don't have enough playoff weeks to do. But Adam Chernoff is kind enough to join us again. Um, the Civil Handicap ends next week because he does it during football season. But, of course, he works at Right Angle Sports these days. How you doing, Adam? Doing well. The pressure and burden of the guest spot is upon me. So hopefully <laughs> tied over for another week here. Do you remember how you did on your three picks this year when you came on? 
I I can't remember if it was two and one or three and zero, oh, but it was good. Hey, I held over. Adam's I like, can go back and look. I look can't remember if I, mean, I was he, he, I, perfection or near perfection. I can't remember. Yeah, no, you had a great week. The, the guest spot t- trailed all of us this year, right? The guest, but the guest spot yeah. won teasers, but was yes, last in the regular. That is picks. correct. You remember yes. what week he was? I can look it up if you want. I want to say it was week four. He was three. early. He was early. He's early. Yeah, Adam was early in the year. I'll scroll. Huh. Yeah, our court stenographer over here, Todd Wishnev, has the records. Um, Adam, great to have you. You are you are broadcasting from where? Canada. Where are you now? Yeah, still Western Alberta. The wife's Canadian passport just came through yesterday. So we now have some freedom to maneuver after waiting for six years to get that sorted. So are you going to move to the United States of America? Is this going to happen? It's it's really not easy to move full time just because of the paperwork and everything that goes into it. But Mm -hmm. certainly looking to spend some good time down there. Okay, he's going to have a pied de terre is what he's going to have. I believe that's the French. (laughs) I'm sure I botched that, by the way. I don't know where you were going with that, but that's you you never heard that that expression. That doesn't sound like me. No, that's you got you got yourself a little, you know, you know, second home, little winter home or summer home, whatever it's called. Yeah, I uh, I'm into that. That's for sure. Well, listen, we're glad to have you, and I'll stick by what I said at the top, which is I am very concerned that I love these games too much. It is rare that I come in here and say, oh, my God, I love these. And a lot of this has to do with line movement that I did not see coming, specifically the Niners line going down all the way to three and a half. And, of course, the Bengals, we, we do it from the south point here at the tip of the strip. The south point is a six on the Buffalo Bills. I guessed two and a half on Monday. And it came out at four and a half and went the other direction. I am shocked by both of these. And so I hope I'm not oppo you on, on these, but we'll, uh, we'll get to our best bets. We'll get to uh, all the standard questions. And Adam has some prop bets he wants to add as well. Uh, last week, we all went one and one, me, you, and Jeff, Todd. Uh, I believe so. Jeffrey, did you see what we went? We all went one and one. We all went one and one. We all had one very good bet and one very not so good bet. And the teasers, let's see, Jack. I lost mine. Todd and I lost on the Bills. As I, 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 I lost. Yeah. I but, lost. Uh, but we both won our teasers. Yeah, yeah I lost, lost mine teasers. because, uh, lost because of the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are thankfully not playing this week. I was I was saying off air. <laughs> I was saying off air. I half expect someone to come on the show, either on a numbers game or on this, and be like, I really like Tampa Bay this week, and I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna have to tell them <laughs> they're no longer playing football, and you can't do that thank, anymore. Th- th- thank goodness, in all honesty, after that debacle on Monday. Let me, let me ask you this, Adam, because before we get into all this, sure. And by the way, who's who's the dumbbell of the week? Is it, is it I the, mean, it's, it's, a charge. Chargers. it's a Chargers. It's they, the they, Chargers. Yeah, there's no arguing there's that. There's no arguing that. Yeah. We don't even have to go through the gory details. No, but I think everyone it. knows what happened. Now. Yeah. And Brandon Staley's still the head coach of the, uh, yeah. of the Los Angeles Chargers. But I, I, I want to ask you about the Buccaneers because it's not about, oh, this person was right, this person was wrong. I'm just, do you agree with me that there was, and I don't think I'm being prisoner of the moment, that there was no team quite like this in terms of having such a just a disparity of, of opinions on some people thought they stunk some people week after week after week and the betting market reflected this when I could come in on Monday on guessing lines I guessed the Bucks line wrong week after week after week after week because I thought they stunk and most of the time I was right on it but I guess what I'm saying is has there ever been a team that you remember has had that kind of a strange stubbornness in the betting market that there's this like muscle memory on, well, it's Tom Brady. He's going to be great. He's always been great. So he's going to be great again. They're getting players back. 
And yet what was on the football field was so different from that opinion. I'm trying to to have something come from mind because I, I feel like there was something in the last couple of years where it was week after week. But like the examples that really jump out were um, for the most part, like two years ago, the Eagles were getting bet blindly every single week and nobody really knew why. And then that's kind of come to fruition. I'd say maybe the Vikings to an extent this season, just in how divided it was between whether or not people thought the record was actually real or not, but that kind of faded late season. But you're right in that the Bucks, like every week it was something different with them. So yeah, I, I don't I don't remember it for as long as it has been, but there may be a couple teams for like two months spans within the season. But yeah, the Bucks. That was a weird season all the way around for that I, team. Because I really believe that if we did the the year in NFL betting review show, that's the headline. The stubbornness of the betting market when it came to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who just gets absolutely got absolutely housed by the by the Cowboys and uh, in what was whatever the opposite of a classic game is. Uh, I, I think it reminds me, actually, I'll go to a different sport for what it reminds me of. Many times we would have, like, Yankees have a big season and sign a bunch of guys, and then they play like crap for, for the first two months of the year, but people keep betting them because they're supposed to be good. Yeah, it, yeah. it happens in baseball a lot in the early season when you have, like, some wor- World Series winner, and then they just you know, lay an egg for like months on end. I almost feel like with that example, and you're right, but I almost feel like with that example, it's baseball. And so most people aren't even watching most of it. They like tune in and out, right? (laughs) Whereas football, everyone's watching it every week. You see it in front of your face. Oh, the Panthers, who we thought were the worst team in the NFL, just destroyed you, right? Like week after week of that. I'm literally screaming at Rufus, right? I'm like, I'm like, stop with that shit. Again. Like, stop. Well, I, I just meant it. I just meant it on people yeah. continuing yeah. to bet a team based on reputation. Yes. No, versus I, I, you're hundred percent. You're hundred percent right. 100% right. right. You're Action. Right. Yeah. I, I really, Gil. I think it also too. And and look, this is. I was on Tampa last week and. As soon as Dallas grabbed the lead and after Brady yeah. threw that horrible pick, I knew I was dead. Yeah. Uh, it, it just one of those where we have seen Tom Brady year after year after year, especially at the end of New England, where the team that beat the Rams is one of the worst teams New England ever had. And we and the thing and, also we saw him those with those two comebacks this year. Correct. We we saw right. the, we saw the the, the comeback yeah. against New Orleans. Uh, we I, I don't even want to talk about the Ram one. The yeah. Ram one was was idiocy. But they should have been a six and eleven. Right, they game. should have been six and eleven. Yeah. And sometimes you yeah. just can't get the past out of your head with Brady. And you know what? Put that. It's I paid stuck. for it on, it's on Monday. Stuck for a season. Yeah. Anyway, all season. Anyway. All season. One more thing too with the Bucks was it was kind of like the falling knife sort of situation all season where people knew like Bowles was having issues, left which was continuing to run on first down, and it was like almost an assumption that. The coaches would sort that out. It's like, how long can they keep making these really, really mm-hmm. bad decisions? Yeah. And I think a lot in betting is knowing what the coaches are actually going to do versus assuming they're going to do the right yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this was just an assumption that they would sort things out after just making so many mistakes. And they just never did. The ass- they just kept doing the same thing. Such a year. great point. Matt Brown talks about a lot. The assumption of good coaching. And you know what they say about assuming. Yeah. Byron Leftwich, by the way, fired this morning. By the there Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, okay, so the the dumbbell thing, obviously, again, twenty seven and nothing lead, the third biggest comeback in in playoff history, the fifth biggest comeback in the history of the NFL. 
where the Jaguars come all the way back. And by the way, Doug Peterson, I can't like praise enough the way that Trevor Lawrence after four picks was just, they were just measured in that comeback, but there were so many things, right? The, the number of, of passing plays that the Chargers decided to, to call by design as opposed to running the clock. There was a third and one when they were up 27 late in the first half where they do this jet sweep and they fumble yeah. like, then they had to punt and the Jaguars scored their first touchdown in the first half. There's little things that we don't even remember besides the more obvious ones late. And the biggest thing is, again, the fourth and three. And this was my point about Brandon Staley this week, which was, you know, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy, when they finally woke up, were like, oh, this is a big decision for Doug Peterson. Do you take this penalty and make it third and 13, but it's still field goal range, or keep the fourth and three? What they didn't bring up, because they were still half asleep, was, no, the bigger decision now is for Brandon Staley, Fourth and three, he decides to kick a field goal, and they miss. It was 30-20 to 20 at the time. And my point was, and this was like, I said this on a numbers game, boys and girls, and this has to do with beyond football, if you're going to succeed or fail in life, do it true to your own constitution. And that was the biggest crime for me for Brandon Staley, that 2021 Brandon Staley would have gone for that 100% of the time. But whatever seeped into him over the last year, whether it was criticism of the media, criticism of a fan base, whatever it was, He's like, I'm kicking the field goal. And I don't think that him last year would have ever considered doing it that way. And that, to me, is his biggest crime. Well, well that's the thing. Peterson didn't even hesitate to, yeah. take, to decline the penalty. Yeah. Where last year, would have, it would have been a full discussion. Hey, the referee's going to come over to the sideline. Peterson's going to be on the headset with all of his assistants saying, hey, what do, we, what, what do we all think we should do here? And that was kind of the moment, too, where it's like, all right, he is so certain Staley's going to send out Dicker to kick. And as soon as he sent the kicker out, I, I, I said uh, I, I said to my fiance who was watching the game with me. Oh, fiance. Yeah. They're, they're missing this kick. He's missing this kick. He's been perfect the whole year. This is a perfect go-forward scenario, especially last year. Yeah. And, and I guess, I, guess I, me- I guess I mentioned it on guessing lines, too. And then when Bosa throws the tantrum, correct. Yeah. by the way, he was right. It was a false start, and then it he was. did get held. Yep. But and I, but again, kindergarten, two wrongs don't make a right, I believe I was told. That's right. When he when he slams the helmet, Brandon Staley gets the helmet and hands it back to Bosa, and then he slams Slammed it again. It again. <laughs> and my thing was like, you think Bill Parcells would have picked up the helmet and just handed it to him? And but no. I, I just remember when they when they got when it was twenty seven nothing, they yeah. looked like they were in prevent on the last drive of the first half. They were. It it, it kind of yeah. looked a little soft, the touchdown to get to twenty seven seven. I remember thinking to myself, Wow, that seemed like a soft touchdown. Like, what's that all about? And then that's interesting. And yeah. uh, I just—I mean, I didn't end up betting on it because I had the over. I was just rooting for the over the whole time. But the—I remember thinking that was a little bit soft. These teams get a little too fat and happy. But I, I do want to talk about something on in-game that was really interesting about what I forget who brought it up um, on Twitter or somewhere in the media. They were talking about how. We, you know, we don't make any adjustments at halftime. All this talk about Peyton, how Peyton brought it up. On, oh yeah, Peyton uh, Manning said, Manning "No, cast. never in my whole career did yeah. did we ever make any adjustments at halftime." And uh, Bill Belichick supposedly once said, "Well, why would we wait till halftime to make an adjustment if we were going to make adjustments?" There's a whole, there's a whole like talk about this this week. I don't know if you, I guess no. you didn't see no, it from your no, I didn't see it reaction. No, Peyton, but anyways, Peyton did. Peyton Manning said yeah. on the Manning cast, yeah. in my whole career or something in the NFL in the halftime, we never made any adjustments. So this whole thing about adjustments at halftime. Anyways, it's interesting that he said it because I once wow. did a little bit of a, uh, a um, look through of many years worth of games where the, you do better 
Like if a dog is playing really well at the half and then, of course, they make the favorite a little bit more juiced up because they think the favorite's coming back, you actually will do better just taking staying with the dog at halftime, you know, betting the dog at halftime, even though you're getting a worse number supposedly. Like let's say, you know, one team's uh, plus nine and they're even at half or something or they're up by three at half and you're only, you know, at, at that point you're getting six and you're meaning you're getting three for the game and you're actually better off taking the dog. I think like 55% of the time you're going to end up winning that with the the dog, meaning that the the favorite doesn't come back as much as you would expect so them you, to. You're correlating those two things that Manning said they made no adjustments. That that's what yeah. came to my mind as yeah. soon as I heard that. <laughs> because I remember thinking, well, first of all, NFL halftime. Maybe in college it, it's different because there's more time at halftime. Twenty five minutes in college. Yeah, in, in NFL games, there's really not a lot of time. They they said, oh, we would go in. Somebody else I saw them say, oh, we would go and have a drink of orange juice or have an well, orange or something, you're, you're, you're just, and then go to the bathroom you're, you're, and then go back out. I, and then, I, I, there's just not enough time. I have so much to say about this. I, I have the full quote from Payton real yeah. quick. You kind of merged. I'm merged sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you know, you're good. Wait, you you're mean good. Todd wasn't accurate? Is no, he, he was. He just he, Okay, see, he, now he, that, that kind of aspersion <laughs> right there is what really gets me angry. <laughs> Especially when I'm extremely accurate in the uh, genre of what I'm talking about. So, so here's what Peyton <laughs> said. The, Peyton said this after Tampa went three and out on the opening drive of the second half the other night. All right? I don't know if I have ever made a halftime adjustment in my entire 18-year career. I think it's the biggest myth in football, the halftime adjustments. You go in, you use the restroom, you eat a couple of oranges, there and then go. the head coach says, all right, let's go. Yeah, because, that's, because you're Peyton Manning. So... That's I won, why. I won. No, but I don't think there's enough time, actually. <laughs> there, there, is a, there is only 11 minutes at halftime, but... Adam, please chime in on this. What do you think? On Twitter, we're agreeing with him. Like, Schwartz was agreeing with him, and other NFL players were agreeing with him. Oh, I have so I'm, much to oh, say. No, no, no. By the way, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. giving you all the facts. Yes. Other NFL people were agreeing with Peyton. Now, okay. go ahead, Adam. Every NFL team is three different teams. There's who they are as a whole, who they are when they're trailing, and who they are when they're leading. And the play calling, pass run rate, how they play defense just varies so drastically in the second half, depending on what the scoreline is. And it's actually... Well, incredibly that's course, consistent but, but Adam, for coaches that's, and teams. I don't know if that's that, what we're talking about. But like, I agree with you. Could you let him finish his I'm thought? I'm sorry, but go ahead. Well, no, yeah. but where I was going was, uh, like, it's, I, I don't think it's a halftime thing. I think it's just a situational thing in the second half where we have this way of sort of isolating a team to or a coach to doing one specific thing in a second half because we see it happen so infrequently where there's a, you have a 27 point lead in the second half and the game, everybody's watching and that kind of sticks with us. But when you look back, like teams treat these situations under their coaches or coordinators, extremely similar, no matter who's quarterbacking, no matter who's what team or what matchup it is, it's just who these coaches and coordinators are. So, and I don't know if that gets talked about enough. Well, I agree with that statement, but I don't think that's exactly what what Peyton is getting. I agree a hundred percent with you that when they're up 21, they're almost all doing the same thing and all that kind of nonsense. But I think what, what Peyton is kind of saying is that like, we're not going to a whole new game plan or something. Uh, I, I think you, what you're, I think your point is a valid one because as you related to in-game betting, that maybe we overrate that kind of thing. I guess what I would just like to add, and I guess everybody can predict what's about to come for me is most of these guys, first of all, in Peyton Manning's case, I wouldn't tell Peyton Manning what to change either. I'd be like, Peyton, do your thing at the Omaha, whatever the fuck you're doing. Ad lib when you need. Yeah, you know, but you, you might know. think they would but, say to him, like, but here's the thing. 
I think most of these guys, Todd, are playing for very middle-of-the-road cookie-cutter coaches who actually don't have the ability on the fly to change a game plan. And let me just go back to the greatest example of all time and the greatest coach there ever was. Joe Gibbs and Richie Pettibone, when the Redskins were winning three Super Bowls, used to come out after the half as a completely different football team when they were getting crushed. Why? Because they were fucking football geniuses who saw what was going on in the field and could do that shit. But most people aren't them. Okay. Right? Those are Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore coaches. So the, it's probably, everything is probably true. It is probably overrated because a very small fraction of these guys can actually do it. Right. And so maybe you're right. Maybe there is some in-game correlation. No, by it. the way, I'm sure the, yeah. the, the smart coaches are saying, hey, all week we, we were preparing that our corners weren't going to be up and right. jamming the receivers. We but they wrong. are. So instead of running the drag, let's run the post or whatever Whatever those kind of adjustments G- are. Gibbs said they would throw out the game plan they worked on all week all the time. Okay, but what yes. I'm saying is I don't know that everybody was Joe Gibbs. That's my, and I agree yes, with that. And I, and I yeah. agree with that. And that's why I think your statement is correct, generally, probably, right? Where it's, but, but, but it's, I'm not making a statement. No, no, no. I, you're, no, you're correlating it to in game. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there yeah. is some, some smarts to that. In the case of Peyton Manning, though, it's like, yeah, you're Peyton Manning. Like, you're, you've, you've got it figured out. I'm not like, like, he's probably not the best reporter of that. Okay, well, when, when yeah. the Saints are playing the Carolina Panthers yeah. and one team is a six-point favorite and it's uh, the, the dog is winning by three, yes. you know, don't just jump head right. over heels at the favorites this, coming back. That's this, all I'm trying to say. This dovetails into the Sean Payton thing where Sean Payton's asking for $20, 25000000 a year, and God bless him, I hope he gets it for him. But, like, to me, again, and this is where you get misquoted, but I just want people to hold two thoughts in their heads at the same time. I'm sure Sean Payton is a very good coach. I'm sure he's one of the best coaches of his generation. But, like, this whole thing where they're going to trade right. two first-round draft picks and pay him $20, 25000000 yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I missed where he's Sean Payton won five Super Bowls. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to say I agree. That. Let the hate wash over me, Adam. Sorry about that. Hey. <laughs> um, Sean Payton's you know worth uh, Sean Payton's worth a hundred million in comparison to Hackett, though. To Hackett. <laughs> and by the way, they have those Microsoft surfaces they're looking at constantly, anyways. Every drive. You know what I remember from the first? You actually show? knew the name of that uh, you know, product, uh, gentlemen. You Sorry. know what I remember from the first show with Adam Chernoff that I didn't hear enough from Adam Chernoff. Adam, do you know what why, do you think? Do you know Adam? why I didn't hear enough from Adam Chernoff? Because you can't stop. Oh, here we go. I just brought I, up a no, great I, topic. I think this was a great topic. It was a great topic. You did you. great. It was a good topic. Yeah. I just. No. I just think that it's it's a tough thing to get inside of a locker room and anticipate what's going to happen. And I always just lean towards knowing who these coaches are and what the coordinators do, depending on the scoreline. That, to me, is quite predictable. But do you agree with me, Adam, that you're probably, like, all things being equal, the idea that the favorite's going to come back is not necessarily, um, it's actually not as... Um, predictive as maybe the dog continuing to do what they were doing. Sounds right to me. Well, it, yeah, and I think it especially depends on like what the advantage is that they've sort of uncovered in that first half. Of like course. if it's a if it's like a physical O line advantage and they're having success running, like you're not really able to change that in the second half. If it's a spot where it's aided by turnovers and luck, it's probably r- quite different. But yeah, no, for sure, That's I would say point. that there's. There's things that you can see in a first half that are advantages that you're not going to be able to adjust to in the second half because it's it's something on field. So I think there's definitely truth to that. And we've talked about 
you know, in games being derivative of full game lines and preflop lines anyway, and they can't adjust as quickly and all that kind of stuff. Well, it, it just yeah. comes down to like yeah. you're always looking, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, you're always looking in game at how the narrative is not playing out the way the pregame line was. Like I always talk about in college yeah. basketball, if it's a 125 total, but they're running and they're gunning, mm -hmm. this, the game is not playing the way it was supposed to be played. And it ain't going to change on a dime. And the in game is not yeah. going to be able to be fixed That's by right. it. That's if right. the Cowboys were supposed to be able to run and they can't run, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the same idea. Yep. A very and good where point. people get caught with that is they're not looking for what's happening during the game. Most times they're looking at what the closing number was and thinking that it's still married together. And so they're worried about taking a worse price, Todd, like you're mentioning with the dog, when it's not a worse price, it's the price at the time that you're looking to bet it based on the scoreline and how much time is left in the game. And I think that latter point gets ignored. That's a bit. great, that is such a great point. What Adam just made. There are so many people that will say you're taking the over 171. Are you crazy? The original line was 149. Um, sir, the original line still is 149. The yeah. amount of time that's left yeah. is the, is, is why it's 171. I'm not taking 171. It's, it's such a great point. Adam. All right, let's start with our best bets, and uh, we'll work in your props as well. But, Adam, I'll say it again. I like these games way too much, and I'm praying that you are not oppo me on any of these. And let me just say, I, I shortchange Adam Chernoff, because when I, I say, oh, he's uh, yeah, he's got the simple handicap, which is going off, he's the right-angle sports, when Adam puts out an opinion on an NFL game, we'll see it here on a numbers game. We'll, like, have lines move in front of us and we'll be like what's going on with this line oh Chernoff just said he was on it that happens a lot during the show so let me uh, just give you your street cred as well adam what is your first best bet sir at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So I'll go Eagles minus seven and a half. Um, and it's the best bet will come in the teaser side. And I think everyone knows where we're going with this. Mm -hmm. But to me, this number is the same price that we were at when this game was played in New York just a few weeks ago is the last real game we saw the Eagles play before the end of season injuries and sort of situation dialed everything back. But that game closed seven and a half in New York. And usually when you see a situation like this, you're looking at an adjustment. And so there's two reasons that I can see that with the venue change, the Eagles coming off of the bye, that we would not see an adjustment. And the first is the health of Jalen Hurts, who's not 100%. I don't think, based on what he is saying, it's as bad as it's being made out to be. And the second would be what we just saw last from the Giants, which was an impressive game against a really, really bad Minnesota Vikings defense. 
And so if, if either one of those two things are true or it's that Hertz is not as injured as it is being made out to be, and the giants are not as good as they looked against the Vikings when they step up and play a really good Eagles team. If either one of those are true, this number has to be short at seven and a half, because if we knew Hertz was healthy, uh, this has to be 10 minimum. Does it not like I, to me at seven and a half here, we're at, we're at a pretty, pretty short number. I love it. This is my, it's not pick. one, it's, it's one not of, one, it's, it's one of my two. It's yours too. It's what one you? of my two. I agree with it with Adam. I, I think that the Eagles, this, I love to bet teams that were like the, you know, underdog darlings. Oh, they've played over their heads and blah, blah, blah. And now they played over their heads against Minnesota, but they didn't really because me, you and Jeff are a better defense than Minnesota. And how uh, open were those giants? It, it, it's just, it's embarrassing. The Minnesota defense is not even a defense. It's, it's the worst defense I've ever seen. I, I knew they were bad. I did not think they were that bad. They're they're just it's the Eagles the the, Gi- the Giants would like have five play eighty yard drives against. I'm like, what? Did, but how many times they drag the receiver over the middle and he throws it to him and the guy could just run for a hundred yards? And even on the last play that should have ended the game, slating the twenty yards. when he dropped the ball. It, yeah. That by the way, we, we did our eulogy for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. May we just give our eulogy for the Minnesota Vikings? Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. Refusing to call them fraudulent, calling them historically interesting. <laughs> but they were 27th in DVOA, the ninth worst team by his numbers to ever make the postseason, dating all the way back to 1981. And, Goodbye. And, and, just and to, 14 and 3. And just to finish up on. Or 13 and 4. 13 and 4. 13 and 4. On the Eagles. But the, 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 I, when teams are like these up and comer teams that like all of a sudden they're overplaying, they're over, and then all of a sudden become the favorite, then they lose, you know, because they're playing somebody good. It's it's a similar idea as, as this week. The Giants, oh my God, Brian Dable, he's a genius. <laughs> okay, now you're going to go into a buzzsaw and you're going to get your head ripped off because the first time these two teams played, the only time, because the last week of the season wasn't a real game, yeah. it was 48 to 22. Okay, that was dominance. And I also like the team total under for the Giants, which was probably going to be, if it's, let's see, 24, 20, 20 and a half or something like that. I don't see the Giants get scoring three touchdowns in this game. I, I like the Giants. I also see, since, since you bring up Dable. No, he did a great job. Don't get me wrong. I'm on an island with this, I feel like. Like, Dable, was, he did a great job, right? They, they have no talent. They obviously had a great year. However... When they were 7-2, and two, which is where they made most of their hay, if you look at the analytics of what they did on first and second down versus what happened on third down, both offensively and defensively, if you look at what happened outside of the red zone versus inside the red zone offensively and specifically defensively, like, they were on the right side of so much. And people immediately draw the line to Dayball. And I'm like, come on. Great job, yes. But, like... Let's not make him out to be the greatest well, coach alive. Let's give him another does. year or two. They go crazy yeah. on the uh, on the one side. Yeah. And they go crazy on the other side. Yeah. Like, oh, Staley, get him fired immediately before the. Uh, yeah. well, maybe Staley should be. Staley maybe should have been should, fired. Maybe yeah. he should be fired. Staley should have been point, fired the week before. Okay, but yeah. my point yeah. is, like, on every guy, it's like oh, every. Oh, he's fired. Oh, yeah. he's the greatest. Oh, he's fired. Yeah. It's like never ending with this. And yeah. I'm sure whatever. Was, by the way, whatever the Giants' season win total. What do you think the Giants' season win total is going to be next year, Adam? Nine and a half? Eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah, eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the under. Eight and a half. It, something I'll say, too, about that Dayball spot was it was pretty advantageous. They played the Vikings Christmas Eve. So those two guys saw bad defense that they had a lot of success against in the first game throwing. 
and like they just made a couple minor tweaks to the game plan and basically did the exact same thing and walked up and down the field again. So that rematch factor, I think, mattered because mm-hmm. of what they did that first game where they just couldn't get the ball in the end zone, but they were moving it without issues. It, they obviously have the rematch for the third time against the Eagles, but they've had no success either time. And the, both of those game plans, one, they sat everyone so you can throw out, but that first game was the best of what the Giants had and didn't have anything. So I don't know what they go to for this matchup. So the, the Eagles the Giants are, scored garbage time touchdowns in that game. It was 15. That, it was a 15 in the second half. Game was already over. Yeah, the game was, was, yeah. It was like 27 was to 7 at halftime. Something over. ridiculous. Yeah, Eagles and Eagles to start it out. Jeffrey Parlay. Uh, I'm not touching that game from the regular perspective. Uh, I do think that uh, Adam already brought it up. Uh, the Eagles in a teaser, I think, will probably be in everyone's oh, teaser. Everybody this should week. have the exact same teaser. Yeah, yeah I think everyone yeah. should this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know what? I don't love this card as much as you do, uh, Gil. That's prob- I, you're probably better off. Yeah, I but, I, but I have it. a feeling you and I are going to end up on two of the same picks okay. this week. Uh, pick number one is the San Francisco 49ers. Me too. Yeah, so we're going to lay the four with the Niners. I think it's three and a half, isn't it? Uh, do, do we? Is there three and a half still? Oh, I see a lot of four. Okay, yeah. four. Okay. I, whatever, regardless. Four. Three and a half, four. It doesn't matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it just turns into a push instead of a win at four and three and a half. Obviously, rather have the three and a half if you still out there, go lay the three and a half. But San Francisco played a played probably the worst half they're going to play all playoffs in the first half against Seattle, and there there needed to be all sorts of idiocy at the end of that half for them to be down at halftime. That squib kick was the so squib bad. kick was the worst squib kick you've ever seen. Yeah. Then you needed the 15-yard penalty on top of that. Jimmy Ward. And then you needed Myers to make a long kick on top of that. How great was Myers this year? Well, yeah. man, look, former former Jet kickers are great elsewhere. Adam knows that as well. Uh, <laughs> Nick but, Folk. Uh, yep, Nick Folk turned, turned into Vinatieri Jr. in New England. Uh, but <laughs> regardless, the Niners are the best team in the NFC. And... Even though I was on Tampa on Monday night, I'm not taking anything from what Dallas did Bingo, on Monday night Yes, because it was apparent early in that game, and Adam brought this up with the coaching at Tampa Bay, we finally found a dude who's much worse than McCarthy. It's Todd Bowles. And they had no idea how to adjust in game. They had no idea what to do. Brady threw the ball 66 times, which is a joke. But here's the difference. Tampa's offensive line sucked the whole year. San Francisco's offensive line is really good. And I think they'll be able to block Dallas. And also, too, you mentioned this last week. I brought it up. I didn't think it was going to happen last week. But we might be at the point now where the Brock Purdy blow-up game might just not happen this year. It might not happen. And here it comes. Brock Purdy back to the pass. Uh Uh-oh. Forces out. He strips it. Look out. And in all oh honesty, in all honesty, Gil, if the Purdy blow, blow up happens, I hope it happens in the Super Bowl against the Bengals. That's all I'll say. But I'm laying the floor with the Niners. They're much better. They have more rest as well. Cowboys short week. So that's the big thing. As and well. it's cross country Correct. as well. Cross for country the short rest. Uh, Niners are better. They'll win. They'll cover. Uh, lay the floor with San Francisco. Your Frank. point about, you know, we talked about how do the Giants deserve credit for crushing Minnesota? No, Minnesota's Fugazi. Do the Cowboys deserve credit for crushing the Bucs? No, because the Bucs suck. And, yeah, I mean, look, can that Cowboys defense on paper create problems for Brock Purdy that he's never said? Certainly the best defense he's ever played. But, again, this gets back to the whole Kyle Shanahan. We talked about Joe Gibbs earlier. I like to think of Kyle Shanahan in that same vein. Kyle Shanahan made RG3 great. He made Matt Ryan great. He made uh, Brock Purdy look great. So, again, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think... 
he they have enough talent around him. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, um, Debo Samuel. They have so much talent where Brock Purdy can be successful. So yeah, eventually if he does has the, have the clunker, people are going to come, I told you he was going to have the clunker. Yes, eventually you're going to be right. That doesn't make you right for all the weeks you weren't, right? So I, I just think they're, I agree with you, the best team in the NFC. Um, I don't think highly, the Cowboys are Jekyll and Hyde as is. They're the most Jekyll and Hyde team in football. I don't feel like uh, the Niners defense is going to allow much. I really don't. Like, I think Dak Probably played not. as great of a game as he had, but how wide open was C.D. Lamb? <laughs> how, like, you don't think the Niners are going to take care of Dalton Schultz? I do. Um, I can't believe this line crashed. Give me the, the, I'll lay the four happily. The other thing, too, and we mentioned it, this is a massive coaching advantage in yes. this game. Shanahan Massive coaching McCarthy. advantage. And, 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 and Ryan's over more. I mean, this is this is this is a massive coaching advantage for San Francisco. Adam, since is this one of your picks? Over, no, it's not. But since taking over as the starter, I thought this was interesting. Brock Purdy leads the NFL in time to throw, as well as open receivers downfield, and that's the praise to Kyle Shanahan yep. that scheme and what that does, alleviating the burden of a guy like Purdy stepping in. So now, I will it, say- people keep calling for it, but Shanahan's really sort of masking any issues there. Mm-hmm. It's a great point. And I, I will say this, like I will make this concession that for as man, many favorable things that happened to Brock Purdy, we talked about itch on this show early, right? Interceptions yeah, that should have last week. <laughs> that dude is on a great itch. Run. Yeah. Like there are some really bad passes that never seem to get picked off with him. Where I'm like, wow, another one just hit the, you know, how many Seahawks did you see diving helplessly to, to catch a pass? So there is that, but he has, Look, he's been as great as they could have possibly expected, more so. And I do think the offseason with the Niners is going to be, there are going to be so many fascinating things in the offseason with Lamar Jackson, with Tom Brady, but the Niners quarterback situation is top of the heap to me. If they make the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter what happens. Purdy's got to be the starter week one. That's what I said to Kelly yesterday. Yeah. I they said, make the Super forget Bowl's winning it. Yeah. Let's just say they get there. Yeah. You're really starting Trey Lance over this dude? No, you're never. Are we sure Trey Lance is even on the team next year? Jimmy G's probably not going to be on the team. I I feel confident Jimmy G's not going to be there, but don't be surprised, especially uh, with Tennessee hiring uh, San Francisco's uh, player uh, director of player personnel as their GM. Don't be surprised if that ends up happening. Am I snaking? Are we snaking? Or are we just going back to Adam? Let's go back to Adam. Let's go back to Adam. Number two. Well, what's what's etiquette here? Do I do another Saturday? So they're both Saturday, no, or do I do a Saturday? You, want. Well, you have to pick you your want. second best yeah. one, Adam, regardless of day. I've got I've got both of them neck and neck here, and because we'll talk about the Chiefs in the teaser side, I'll leave it. Um, but I'll stick with San Francisco, Dallas. I'll yes. go over forty five and a half. Um, everything we just mentioned about San Francisco, I think bodes well against the Dallas defense. And then what I would say on the other side too is, if you get a situation where the Niners lead, which I think all of us are confident in. The Cowboys' biggest weakness all year was defending the run, especially in the middle of the field, where San Francisco can be incredibly efficient. And we obviously didn't see that against the Buccaneers, who threw 65 times and ran it only six or seven, whatever it was. And so if the Niners are leading, I think there's a path where they continue to move the football. And and if I get the Cowboys in chase mode, um, that bodes well one way or the other. You're either going to have potential for big plays downfield with the three wide receivers that they have against the Niners secondary that 
they're they're good when the pass rush is getting home, but like there were Seahawks receivers running open that were never hit by Geno Smith. So I, I think there's potential if the Cowboys are chasing for some quick scores or some bad mistakes to go back the other way. And so I think it's a spot where in the second half we can see it go back and forth. So I go over 45 and a half. Over 45. It's and actually half. for uh, Jeff made an executive it's 46 decision. It's 46. Fair? Yeah, 46. 46. Good. 46. Yeah. 46 is good. Yeah. It wasn't me, Jeff. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, so it was my fault. It was, Jeff, it was my Jeff, fault. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Good. Yeah. Jeff was over 46. <laughs> Jeff's such a bad human being. I know. It's uh, such a stickler. <laughs> well, I already take enough heat as it is. I don't uh, What's your second, Dottie? My second pick is going to be, I'm going back to the tried and the true. I like Jacksonville Jaguar games over. I've liked them all year over. They went over last week, just like when I picked them. Uh, 53, Dottie. You don't see the 52 and a half? I do. I see one 52 fine, and a half. Fine, over 53. <laughs> That'll over, be a sticker to you, Dottie. Over 53 <laughs> in the Chiefs and the Jags. Um I've been saying that the Jags are a great over team because they have a good offense and a horrible defense, and it doesn't. I went back and I looked at the game. the The game was twenty seven seventeen, which is forty four. And you're going to say, "Well, Todd, forty four is below fifty two. Why are you doing that? That doesn't, that doesn't make sense, right?" That's what you're going to say. Is that your Andre Ware? No, that was like oh, okay. uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that was my uh, smarty pants people. So uh, I'm still recovering from Andre Ware. I, I went back we and are. I went back and I looked uh, through that game. First of all, Jacksonville had one nine-minute drive. They also both teams were like inside the ten and didn't score a couple of times. Also, Kansas City averaged seven point eight yards per play. Seven point eight yards per play in an NFL game is that good? That's a lot of yards per play. Mm-hmm. That's Man. like that's almost as good as Ohio State against San Jose State. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, you just more like nine point two. Okay, seven point eight is a lot of yards per play. So I don't see why uh, Jacksonville has done nothing to show me that they're good on defense. They've they haven't been good on defense all year. Last week were they good on defense? I don't think so. I don't see why the Kansas City Chiefs aren't going to go up and down the field on them. Conversely, the Kansas City Chiefs love to give you backdoor touchdowns. In fact, they're one of the they're one <clears> of the <throat> most generous backdoor touchdown defenses that I've ever seen. The and door, they gave up one in the last game as well against the Jacksonville. The door is open. Walk through it. Sure, you want a backdoor touchdown? We're up three. Have one. Have an onside kick while you're at it. Have some fries. <laughs> Whatever you want. They love. They hate. First of all, they hate covering the spread, but they they. <laughs> they love giving up the backdoor touchdown, and they gave up one in that game as well. I don't see why this game can't be 35 to 20 or something like that. Why not? 35 13 late, they get the touchdown. We go over. Can I tell a Wishnev story? Because Wishnev was doing the play by play earlier, which I'm sure everybody enjoyed. Uh, we were at lunch after tennis the other day, and um, at the Raiders Grill at the M. And they have TVs of all kinds of sporting events. So they were showing the Berrettini-Murray match from the night before on the screen. And sometimes I should really keep my thoughts to myself as opposed to saying them out loud when Todd is around. Because I said to him, I was like, imagine if like tennis play-by-play, instead of having an economy of words, imagine if they were like, there's a forehand, there's a backhand, there's a forehand, there's a backhand, there's a smash, there's a volley, right? So I said this out loud like an idiot. Because Uh-oh. then Wishnev, in that same voice <clears throat> that he just did... As loud as possible, launches into this and Baratini ha- with a forehand. Oh, so- hallelujah! What a backhand return defensively. Oh, Baratini with another Jeff, top spin. I am on the bench of the booth, 
cowering under the table. I don't blame you. As the restaurant the just, just turns. <laughs> just, just, I don't know this guy. I'm so sorry. You were also laughing very I hard. was laughing my ass off. But it was just like, this. he has no compunction to do that. Anyway, by the way, if we have the same pick here, I'm going to go first because I don't want to catch your drift this time. What do you got? I think we I think we both know what it is. You got the Bengals. Happy Cincinnati. Yeah. Go yes. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gil. You go first. Just the same way with the Niners. I don't understand this line move. Um, what are we giving you? Five and a half? Five and a half. It's, yeah, it's a six here one behind six, us, but, but it's five, five and, and a half. half. So I guessed two and a half on this game on, a num- on, a, on guessing lines. All right, maybe I'm low. But the fact that this didn't come my direction and went the other way after the four and a half is amazing to me. And I get it. There's three offensive linemen. They have a lot of offensive linemen problems. Uh, talk about uh, uh, Lyle Collins and Jonah Williams and uh, uh, Kappa. Kappa being the third. And so I get it. There's that. But Joe Burrow, this side of Tom Brady, has the quickest release in all of the NFL. And I think that is being super overrated in all of this. The other thing is, the Buffalo Bills, I must not be watching the same sport that everybody else is. For a half a year now, a half a season, and I get it, they've won all of these games. So shout out to the Buffalo Bills, and great for them. But they're not the same team that we thought they were. They're fraudulent, right? They, uh, uh, we're going to get rid of the really fraudulent teams. Buffalo's like elite fraudulent, I think. Now, I could go. I, this could end up be going back to my face because DVOA, they were number one offense, defense, and special teams at, at Football Outsiders. I'm not saying they're a bad football team. I'm just saying they're not as good as the other really good ones. And I think we have enough evidence to show that. The other thing, while I was watching the Bills-Dolphins game, I kept texting Felica and Will Hill, why, what happened to the Josh Allen tucks the ball under and run play? Where did that go? Do they not do it? Do they think they only do that when they think they can lose? Their offense is not that dynamic that they shouldn't be doing that. And by the way, the next game when Daniel Jones was doing it a thousand times, I was like, why didn't the Bills do that? Um, I love the – keep giving me points. I'll take the five and a half. I think Cincinnati is a a really solid football team. I can't – they probably – we can't say this. It was seven to three in the game with the DeMar Hamlin game. Um, Cincinnati got screwed here probably that they're not getting the home game. Give me that chip on the shoulder. I like the Bengals. Let me just say one thing really quick because it comes back to what Adam said before. Yeah. This is a perfect example of the kind of game where you're watching. And if you see that the Cincinnati Bengals three offensive linemen can actually block, yes. then you're going to win. Great point. And if you see that the offensive linemen great, cannot block, great point. you're going to lose. You <laughs> yep. Okay. It's a, so it's a great example and, of an in-game scenario and, and where, I, the, where you're going to have to see what the narrative – the narrative is that Cincinnati can't block. If they can block, look out! Look out. You're right, but I'm going to bet that pre-flop that, uh, that it's not going to matter and that Joe Burrow's quick release is the kryptonite for that. You know what quarterback has recently had a ton of playoff success with a really bad offensive line? Uh, I believe Joe Burrow, Adam. <laughs> Joe Burrow. That's <laughs> right. With an offensive line that was worse than yes. this a year ago. But yeah. now it's doom and gloom. I don't get it. So, I don't get it. So, Thank God you're on the same so side. So I'll, 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 I'll add, because I'm on Cincinnati as well. This yeah. is a principal pick for me. Because, Gil, what have I been doing all Principled year? Principled wager. What, what have I been doing all year on this podcast? I've been, I've been saying... That Buffalo being crowned the champion by some this year was idiocy. I'll do, I'll do the bet at 
flip as well, Don. My favorite thing uh, is when, when Jeff uses Jeff his hands this. to talk. It is a, a, a supremely entertaining. <laughs> but regardless, I've always thought Buffalo was a good football team. I never thought they were ever a great football team this year. And if Mike McDaniel was better last week, Miami might have won that game with Skyler. Freaking Thompson playing quarterback. I actually at one point said, are they really going to let Skylar Thompson come in here and beat them? Again, Skylar Thompson's numbers were horrendous last week. I don't think he played as badly as his numbers He was horrendous. No, but but they tried to hand the game to them. They tried to hand the game. Todd, he had a lot of drop But Waddle dropped two big ones. If Gesicki doesn't freaking alligator arm the big one, which was Thompson's best throw today by far. You're wrong about Skylar. I don't think he was good. It wasn't as bad as I said. It wasn't as bad as the numbers said. Indicated, but here's the deal, and this seemingly is forgotten for some reason with this because all the narrative is how is Cincinnati going to block with with three backup linemen? The Bills' pass rush has sucked without Von Von Miller. Miller. Great point. They've been terrible. They don't get pressure unless if they blitz. Yep. And look, the only offensive line that they actually played well against in the last month was the Jets' offensive line, which Adam knows as well as me. The Jets' offensive line the last six weeks of the season was garbage, 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 garbage. But you know whose offensive line was excellent down the stretch? I'll tell you who. They started all five of them all season. That's right, the Pittsburgh Stars. Thank you. So We had to get that in. But here's the deal. Adam brought this up. Adam is 100% right with – uh, Joe Jeff, Burrow, Jeff I'm agreeing with up. the guest. Yes, Jeff I'm agreeing with the guest. The I guest know, again. I'm agreeing with the guest. But yeah. Joe Burrow's offensive line was dreadful last year. Yes. And they were 10 yards away from tying the Super Bowl with under a minute he, to he go. Got, he got sacked nine times, nine times by the Titans, the Titans. And then seven in the next week, 21 I think. Down 21-3 to Kansas City, who was on top of being able to get pressure against that bad offensive line, was a better team. And Burrow still found a way. To beat them. You're telling me Burrow can't go on the road to a, a defense that I don't think is particularly good against a quarterback who is, by the way, Josh Allen led the league in turnovers. Let's not forget that. Very loose with the football. Very loose with the football. Loose last week. Yep. Almost cost them completely. Yep. They can play this game within five and a half. If so they, what you're if, saying is you like Joe Jesus Burrow. I, look, Burrow, quarterback rating-wise, the only dude who's better than Burrow at this point is Mahomes. The only dude. This is what I'm saying. I like these games way too much. Yeah. Like, I don't understand You're these moves. You're both going down on this one. It's trouble. <laughs> well, I feel, we'll, we'll yeah. I feel it in my bones. We'll know the Bills? Has, has there ever been a week this year where I've been have this much conviction on games? The yeah, Bills looked so bad last week. You know they're going to come out and play amazing. Uh, of course. Oh, Adam, who are the other ones? I want to hear the other ones that yeah. Adam likes that he yeah. couldn't jam into yeah. his two picks. What are the other ones you liked? Well, I, I was looking at the Chiefs at eight and a half. Um, <laughs> no, there were thoughts on the total there, but I think this is this is a season early for Jacksonville in this spot. Um, that was that was a lot to come back last week's second half. Now you go into Arrowhead, Chiefs off the bye, and it's a Jags defense. They struggle against running backs. They struggle against tight ends, among the worst in the league at defending both of those. Chiefs have two pretty good ones in Jarek McKinnon and Travis Kelsey. And so it's like, I don't know what makes the Chiefs offense uncomfortable from a Jags matchup perspective. I to me, I'm looking at that one. I think that number's a little bit short, similar to the Eagles Jeez. do. But besides that, besides that, ones? Mrs. Lincoln, what did you what did you think about the play? I mean, that's <laughs> you're right. That's pretty thorough. That's I'm with you. Again, I don't like to lay those kind of points either, but I I'm not betting the Jaguars. I just take the over because you know that Kansas City's yeah. going to give them some touchdowns. We'll get to the teaser segment, but I think 
Yeah. I, I think everyone knows what's coming. Yeah, no, but before we get to the can we can ask I, Adam t- others? Uh, yeah, 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 Todd, yeah, yeah. can I hop in real quick before uh, yes, before here? There, the weather in Kansas City this week, cloudy early with periods of light rain and snow later in the day. Remember, this is a 3.30 kick locally. Uh, so mixed winter precipitation possible. Oh, so that, that could, that good could be trouble you, for the owner. That could good, be trouble look, for the owner. Good luck to you on that one. Todd, Todd, Todd che- forgets to check the Doppler. <laughs> I, I did forget to check the Doppler. It was my bad. You, well, you got a coin flip chance that it's nothing. So, What's the one game you didn't touch on, Adam, which is the... It, uh, yeah, I was going to mention Bills-Bengals yeah. under, um, but that one's come down. So I, I played that earlier in the week. A little bit indifferent now. What I would say is that the weather could have an impact. There's like storms bracketing the game and you never know what's going to happen in Buffalo, but there's snow early, there's snow late. And then there's this window in the afternoon where it's allegedly clear with 13 mile per hour winds. But if that how cold picks is up a little be? bit more, how, how or changes 30, 33, 33, low 30s. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have Allen and Burroughs, so it's not, I mean, two quarterbacks that can handle it, but where I was going with that too, on top of it. So the bill's like you mentioned, Jeff, like they're not blitzing. They're not having a lot of success with the pass rush. They're content to keep everything in front. The Bengals, with how quickly they're getting rid of the football, now the offensive line issues, it's going to be a game where Burrow's throwing a ton, but short. So the Bills are probably going to be pretty content leaving all of that in front of them and preventing the big play. And then on the other hand, I think Lou Anarumo's been really credited with these adjustments during the game, not just specifically at halftime, but really good defensive coordinator. He got to see sort of two really good scripted drives from the Bills in that first meeting. Obviously, the game was stopped. Um, but I do think that liability to defending the outside is something that Anarumo can sort of adjust to coming into this meeting again, which could slow down some of the big production from Diggs, who's still going to have a big game. But I think just the Bills maybe tighten up a bit, run a little bit more against the Cincinnati defense. And that's kind of a slower moving offense. So I was looking at that total um, when it was a little higher, thinking it was too big. If there's going to be weather, this number is still going to come down too. What were your prop bets that you wanted to mention, Adam? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So McKinnon rushing yards over was really, really short, which was surprising. I think the Chiefs lead. He's going to be the guy that's on the field a lot. Pacheco's going to get time too, but he was priced at 21 and a half rushing yards. So to me, that was short and it's good up to anything less than 25. Um, and then one I'm sort of sitting on and we'll wait and see what comes of it. If you can find Burrow completions somewhere in like the mid twenties, I, I think that's one of the better props you're going to get all playoffs because like I just mentioned the bills, they'll concede everything in front. The Bengals are not going to try run behind that offensive line. 
it's going to be Burrow with these short passes to really good receivers. That, to me, looking over anything on that completion prop is going to be really, really good. So what that's Burrow, what about Burrow rushing yards, which are probably be a low number, and the fact that if he gets pressured, he might sneak out of there and make a big run, and therefore it, it might be a good over. What do you think of that? He's been priced at like seven or eight rushing yards. So there's certainly something to that. You see QBs run a lot more in these sort of obviously bigger games, higher leverage spots. But also if I don't they can't block, I, if they can't block for him, he might have to sneak out of there. He might have to, for sure. I think, Todd, I'd be more inclined to go the other side with Allen. And we we're talking how that oh, disappeared. Yeah. Right. I think in a game like this, especially if there's a chance of a little weather, we'll see Allen run more I agree with that, as yeah. well. So, what's his number? So usually? I think that's so, of so, the two I'd look that way. What's so Allen, so, what's so, so I, I, I got them both uh, right now in front of me. What do you have? 11 and a half on Burrow rushing, so a little higher than it's been. And then Allen is 44 and a half with heavy juice on the over. Right, because there's Allen's no- been like a high 30s, low 40s guy all season. So that's, again, you, you always get that little adjustment up in these games. But to me, 44 for Allen that's still a little bit short. Let me ask one one other thing before we get to our teasers and our final two questions, which is obviously the Cowboys win over the Bucks. The biggest sort of fascinating point of that game with the Cowboys coming out is Brett Maher, who had by all measures a great season. He ends up missing not one, not two, not three, but quattro extra points. I love his show on Friday nights, Real Time with Brett Maher. <laughs> I like Patrick Maher's <laughs> show here on Beeson as much. But by it's the way, not it's spelled the same way. As by Bill the way, it's Maher. it's Maher and Maher, but Bills is Mar. That's how they pronounce it, right? But it's M A H E R, and I don't think that the guy on Vison is M H E R. No, he's he's M E A G H E R. He doesn't count. He's out. Anyway, the but, point of my question is this, and I'm not. And I'm, my question is: Is there any bettable, actionable thing here? This could be an interesting scenario, right? Because let's say. First of all, the Cowboys just signed Viscaino today as just sort of a practice squad. From the thirty-four. Let me just finish my at? sentence. They just signed Viscaino today. I don't even know his first name. Tristan. Tristan Viscaino. Jose, Thank you, Jeffrey. Jose uh, that, that's the Yankees <laughs> player. I knew he was going to do something. <laughs> Come on yes. Come on, yes, it's Jose Viscaino. <laughs> Jose Viscaino. Yeah. So, <laughs> that guy kicks but, too. <laughs> but let's say it's, he's, you know, he's pushing Maher, Maher, Maher at practice. But let's say it's Maher. And uh, there's a couple things, right? Let's say he misses the first extra point. Let's say, the, let's say the Cowboys score, that would assume that they would score, and he misses the first extra point. I mean, doesn't that at that point, what you Fourth were just saying... Fourth from the 34, they're yeah, going to have to go for it. At that point, that's what they're going to do, right? But what does that... What, how, so that's what, what, what I would mean. that mean for the game? That's what I'm asking. It's feast or famine in that Maybe case, right? Maybe over? Yeah, because... They make it, and, the right. drive continues, they, don't. they miss it, the drive continues, right. you know right. what I mean, the other way. So I don't know if that's an actionable thing or not, but it certainly is an interesting point that we've never really had Well, a Adam likes over 46 for. already, so maybe it's another reason to like maybe. it over. Yeah, I didn't, honestly, I never, I, but what we did see was against the Bucks. so they were up, what was it, 28 at that point, 24 at that point, he went on to try kick and Moore brought him back. It was after he missed. It was either he missed three or four, but they showed the sideline. He was getting ready to jog on and more yanked them back and they went for it and then scored the touchdown to put it away. So that's something we've already seen kind of happen. So that's certainly something that's yeah, out there for sure. It's amazing. By point. Yeah. That, that kept the game under those missed extra points. Even yeah. if it sustained it, uh, it, uh, not, the, not sustained. It uh, survived an onside kick at the end being recovered too. But that was, that's the only reason that game went under anyway, just a point. 
if we're trying to think of every possible angle. All right, uh, Adam, we're not even going to go around the horn with the teasers. I'm going to let you speak for everybody and give out what should be everybody's teaser. It just, if I had the choice and it was best bet of the week, I would have gone Chiefs Eagles tease down. And I think, yep. I think yep. we're all in agreement. This is probably going to be viewed as the most bet teaser ever. I don't know if it turns out to be, but <laughs> I, I mean, that can't possibly be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, yes. That's also a great point. <laughs> Here's the way I look at that is like, we all agree that there's value on this. And I think the chief's number moves up. And if we get close and there's any indication that hurts is le- healthier than perceived to be, I mean, that number is certainly going up too, but like, we all agree that there's value on this teaser and it's worth betting. And we're going to see it all mentioned about how, like, I think sometimes people talk themselves out of making the obvious bet because they don't want to be with everybody else. I agree. But my, my thinking there is like, There are so many people who are betting sports in the United States and a fraction are represented in any of those tweets and thoughts. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to be popular, but you have to make this bet. What is the chief's line though? Are they nine or they eight and a half? No, they're eight and a half. See that thing in front of you, Todd? It's called a microphone. Say again. What'd you say? I said, is it eight and a half or nine on the chief? Eight and a half. So you could still get the two and a half and the one and a half. Correct. Okay. I, it, we're all in agreement. I mean, there's nothing to really add. Like, and I think you're right. I think there is. This could be the most, the most popular teaser ever. But you're right. There's no way of knowing for sure about that. But uh, boy, the books will let's say make out if either the Giants or Jaguars win this outright. Oh boy. Well, they will blow up all the money line parlays yeah. that'll be out there too. If I had those. to do another one, I would do the Bengals not to lose by more than eleven and a half. Eleven being a key number nowadays, sort of. A I bit. would agree with you. The only non-teasable game is the other one, the, the Niners-Cowboys. By the way, Andy Murray came back to win a five-setter against Tanasi Kokonakis. So he's had two... Tanasi Kokonakis? He's had two... Or Jose Vizcaino. Oh, God. He's had two five-setters <laughs> in a row now, Berrettini and Kokonakis. He's 35 years old. Oh, he had Kokonakis throwing his record. Look at, look at Murray. That looks a little bit like and Gil Alexander down at Lifetime. <laughs> look at, Did you look, see that clip where they wouldn't let him go to the bathroom? Oh, no. They wouldn't let him... Really? Played the fifth set. He had to go to the bathroom. They wouldn't let him. He had to play the fifth set holding it in. Murray or Kokonakis? Yeah. Why Murray. wouldn't they let him? What was that all about? Something about the tournament rules. I don't know the full extent of it, but there's a Twitter clip about it, and he's just going off on, on the bench. So that was an interesting situation. See, when I'm crushing Gilly in tennis, as I do daily now, um, I always let him go to the bathroom. He can go whenever he wants. Yeah, except for Todd's the one who goes five times. Um, all right, final two questions, and it applies to division round. It'll probably be the last time we ask these two questions this year. Um, of the big favorites, and there's only two, it's the Chiefs and the Eagles on Saturday. If, you know, who's the most likely between those two to lose? Chiefs. Adam? Well, I hope neither. <laughs> that would really put a damper if on I, the weekend. If I early. come to you from the future and I said, oh my God, one of them lost, who is that team? Chiefs. You think it's the Chiefs? I just don't see the Eagles. I think losing. it's the Eagles. I think it's I think it's the Eagles because I think the uh, you could make the case that familiarity would be the answer to that question. I'm not saying it's going to happen either, but just because some jackass asks it every week. Oh, that's me. I'm sorry. That's the, that would be my answer. <laughs> How the Chiefs lose it? Adam just went through like six Mahomes different could throw reasons. a bunch of interceptions. Peterson could pull some something out of his tuchus with like uh, onside kicks or something. You know, he onside kicked in that first game in the first kickoff of the game, and yeah, they and they worked. recovered and got nothing. Okay, but it actually worked. They got an extra yeah. possession out of yeah. it. 
You know what didn't get a lot of uh, Twitter uh, response last week, Todd? Your push the Tukas push. Didn't get it. The Tukas push didn't get much. Yeah, no one has a sense of humor. Look, it's not about a sense of humor. It's about the correct way to execute the Tukas push. If you push the Tukas, you got to get down low and leverage. You ever see those Brian Baldinger clips on Twitter? He gives you a good Tukas push. Brian Baldinger. Brian Baldinger wants to show that pinky, doesn't he? He he wants to show everybody that pinky. (laughs) It's the A gap, and if you see the first Tuchus cheek is in the A gap, and the other one's a little bit off. You got to get up underneath the Tuchus for the first. I do think that that you know they've that's legal now for the for the running backs to push the quarterback. I've seen it fail exactly one time. Gardner Minshew somehow didn't get the inches that he needed with the Tuchus push. I feel like it's almost an unfair. Thing now, they're probably going to alter. The Why is it unfair? Everybody could do it. Yeah, it's like the defense has no chance, dude. Well, obviously, they did have a chance because they stopped Minshew, right? Yeah, because Gardner well, Minshew was literally Gardner Minshew like stood, stood, stood like had like three chances on first down, second down, and third down, and couldn't <laughs> stop him either. And also, by the way, Tom Brady used to do the, the um, well, quarterback keep without the Tuchel's push. That's a legitimate the original non Tuchel's push sneak and made it every single time forever. I don't think he ever not made it. I wonder if Brady refers to his sneak technique as the non-Tuchus push. There's no, yeah, there's no Tuchus pushing it's, at it's all. Possible. It was, it, it was, uh, do you think Tom Brady in his life has ever said the word Tuchus? No chance. No chance. No chance. Um, yeah, he's take pretty, the under. He's pretty I'll take under, yeah. yeah. I'll take the under. under 0.5 under. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. go with Philadelphia. You never I, think I, he said, hey, that Giselle, what a Tuchus. I don't. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no artful segue. Um, <laughs> Philadelphia, I, look, just one of those where Kansas City's been in this scenario so many times now with Mahomes where you expect them to handle their business against a team they're much Absolutely. better than. Yeah. And for Philadelphia, this is, this is the first time. Because even when they won the Super Bowl, remember, they were an underdog to the Falcons. They were a flip, coin flip game against Minnesota. No one gave them a chance against New England. This is like the first time the Eagles are in Super Bowl or bust territory since the McNabb years. So I wonder how that how how they handle that. I know none of those guys are there, but I wonder how they handle it as a whole. And I wonder how that crowd reacts <laughs> if the Eagles uh, get off to a crappy start. He's just killing you all time. Okay. I was just doing Jeffrey. I wonder. Yeah. This yeah. is the, the best By one. The is the way, I actually on. really enjoy it. I'm I do. Oh, I, well, I know he goes, he goes lefty with the arm. Good. Uh, all right. And this is a pretty relevant question this week because I like everything. But if you couldn't pick one of these, if you, if you had to pick a side in three of these four games or bet a side in three of these four games, but you did get one pass, which is the game you'd rather not bet? I don't want the Bengals of the four. Can all. you just stay in line for once? <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It's like chaperoning a hyperactive kid around town. By the way, I've received a very generous cash offer from one of Todd's friends in Pittsburgh who legitimately wants to give me money to keep Todd here. <laughs> True story. Oh, wow. It is a true story. The reverse barter. I told them there's not enough the money. reverse barter. <laughs> for the old reverse barter move. That's right. Good call by Adam. All right, Adam, what's the game you would want no part of? I, From the side perspective, I think San Francisco, Dallas. Really? Um, oh. I think that would be it from the side. We almost got out of here unscathed. Really? Todd, what, okay. is, what, what are you picking? I don't want to do the Bengals game uh, pregame because I want to see if them guys can block in that. Jeff and I are sharing a brain. I know what he's going to say. He's going to say Eagles-Giants. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. Because I don't know. The Eagles just, and maybe it's just because we, uh, it's not just because we haven't seen them, but there is a little bit of Eagles thing in my head that I'm just like, 
I could see them throwing up a dud. I mean, them winning by a field goal wouldn't stun me by yeah. any stretch. By the way, let me just say, yeah. I'm only betting Eagles or not in that game. Uh, by the way, by the way, Gil, you would have been very proud. We have the Veasan Survivor playoff pool yes. uh-huh. going. I took the Giants last round. Nice. Oh, very smart. Which was a very, very good strategic play. And now I'm uh, I have Philadelphia this week. I am in an uh, Aust- as a Survivor pool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I'm in an Australian Open Survivor. How's that going? I got, cr- I got. Knocked out of the men's side the first you round. You had Acus, didn't you? But I am down to the final five on the, the ladies' side. Should have had Vizcaino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picked I picked Jose Vizcaino, and I somehow he didn't win. Jose Vizcaino, four for five last night, but today, six, two, six, three, six, one. <laughs> Todd doing tennis play-by-play at the Raiders Grill at the M. Yeah, by the way, Greg Roman just uh, just got fired. Really? Yeah. Greg Roman, who people believe is a genius? Yeah. So, wonder how that changes the Lamar Jackson calculus. So, mm. before we leave here, let's just talk about that. So, Tom Brady, we can't bet these here in Nevada because they don't exist. But Tom Brady, in, in order of short shot, was, I, I think it actually was the Bucks first, but now it's the Raiders, Raiders. are the short shot, and then the Bucks, uh, And then it's the, it's the, uh, the Niners after that, which Not he has happening. hometown ties to. Not happening. Uh, and then it is the Dolphins and the Patriots. Patriots used to play there. Dolphins, remember there was the Sean Payton, Tom Brady, Michelle Goss from the other time. I actually think I would bet the Dolphins on it, plus 750. What, what is this for Tom Brady? Brady's next team. If, oh, enough with this guy. I'm he, so tired. He, he hates hypotheticals. Ugh. And the Lamar Jackson thing, the Jets, you guys, Adam Chernoff and Jeff Parles, your New York Jetropolitans, which I think is where Jets comes from. Yeah, I think so. He's a short shot, plus 250. The Jets are the short shot for Lamar Jackson. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? That would just be joy and elation. See, what Adam is saying is exactly how I feel, because people like to kill Lamar Jackson, but if he became the the starting quarterback of the Washington Commodores tomorrow, I would lose my shit. You would love it. Oh, it would be awesome. The only problem it would be, and Adam, Adam knows this as well as I do, that Lamar Jackson is absolutely getting hurt in like the fifth game, and we're not seeing him again for the rest (laughs) of the season. Wait, is Adam a big Jets fan? Is that why you guys keep saying that? Adam, why do you like the Jets if you're in Canada? You should like the, shouldn't you like the Edmonton Elks? <laughs> we, we had we had 13 TV channels growing up, and all of the U.S. four channels that we had were Rochester, New York affiliated stations. Oh wow! My best friend wow. was a Giants fan. Wait, were you in Toronto? And so or something? by nature, Jet I had to become a Jets fan. Were, were you in Toronto? I was in northeastern Saskatchewan. Okay, isn't that in the middle? It's in the middle. And so when once I got once we turned like thirteen or fourteen, it shifted to where we got Minnesota channels. Right. That's but what, the seed had already been planted as yeah. a Jets fan. Was a fully in formed, spite of my friend. Right. So that, I don't understand. Why would they give you Rochester if they have other American cities that are much closer to Saskatchewan? That's what mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Right. I questions I don't have answers to on Todd, that one. Todd, but we had <laughs> This is like you asking me about vacation. So we're at the does, same we're at the same lunch. Sense. We're you sitting would think down you would at get lunch. Minnesota. And Todd keeps he goes, What do you do on vacation? I go, I wake up in the morning, I'll go to the beach. Because well, I just yeah, don't and understand. T- and t- it. Todd can't let you finish the sentence. So he goes, Well, that's ten minutes, then what? I'm like, it's not ten minutes. <laughs> People who go to a beach stay on the beach. They go in the water, they sit no, out. No, I go in the water and then I go back. It's, it's over. He goes, Then what do you do? This lasted for ten minutes, grilling me on what one does on vacation. I'm not the only one who hates the beach. There can not possibly be I the I'm the only one that thinks it's boring sitting just, there would, all day. And I was just sand. worried that you were gonna for ten minutes grill Adam on why he got Rochester channels well, and he sense. doesn't know. 
didn't make sense to me. I would think a Minnesota station would make more sense because I, I know Saskatchewan's in the middle. You know, you know, yeah. I, you know, you know, Adam. I, I will say this. I wonder. I wonder. And again, this may be too simplistic. I wonder if you were supposed to get Rochester, Minnesota, all those years, and you got Rochester, <laughs> York instead. They made it error. <laughs> and so now you're just a Jets fan because of. Your, I like that. I like that you stayed with your your, yeah, your hometown too. team. Can never switch. Time. Once yeah. you pick it early, you're stuck for in life. In Canadian Correct. football, who are you with in Canadian football? Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay, there you go. Big Saskatchewan yep. Edmonton Elks game coming. I bet you don't even know the, the, all the team names in Canadian football, Gilly. Oh, Todd's about to wow us. I don't, with his I don't know. CFL. Wait, I don't know them all either. <laughs> I know BC Lions. It's not one singular elk. It's multiple elks. It's Edmonton, Edmonton Elks. Edmonton? It okay. is Edmonton Elks. That was a hot debate point. Yeah. Yeah. It was, nobody knew that there was an S at the end. <laughs> oh, that was why, a weird one. Well, why? Because is the plural of elk also elk? Yeah, exactly. And so they added the S, and it was. I see. It was like a good three month news story up here because we don't have much else to talk about. And it's one of my pet peeves too is when when your team name is a singular, then the sentence, so the jazz is... Miami Heat. Right, the Heat is... We used to call them the Heats. The Miami Heats. (laughs) Yeah, it drives me crazy when they do that. Montreal Alouettes. Okay. There that's a go. plural. That's a plural, though. Toronto Argonauts, I believe. Uh, Gil, yeah. Gil, Gil, there you go. Before you list off the whole we CFL. Gotta go. <laughs> we got to go. For God's sakes. All right. Adam, appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always. Um, right Angle Sports, um, where Adam comes on, follow the money on, uh, sometimes on uh, on uh, VEASAN and, and gives out picks. I think you do that. Um, but I know that Michael Craig has done it on my show on a numbers game, and we watch the global lines move together. Now he has to fake everybody. He has to go like if you yeah. like. Let's say he likes the Niners. He goes, "Well, I like the cow and all the lines." Niners. Oh, yeah, they, have a, <laughs> they, they do no. They have a whole system. I'll speak for you guys, Adam. Sorry, a whole system where like Michael Mike Craig comes on here, and they'll be like, and I don't know if Adam invented the system or however they came to it, but it's like. But they'll give a rotation number, college hoops or college football, right? Give a rotation number, a side or a total. And then if he says go, it's a bet. Everybody puts it in their bet slip. We give him 30 seconds. If it says go, it's a bet. If it's a cancel, we do it all over again. And so that's the way you sort of... Why does that help, Adam? Did we lose Adam? Oh, I think we froze on he's Adam. Frozen. Oh, he's frozen. All right. Well, I guess that means we're supposed to go. But anyway, thank you to he's Adam. Gone. Yeah, he's gone. Thank Why you do you Adam think Turnoff. he does that? They do that because they don't want exactly what you just said. They don't want it like they want everybody having a fair shot uh, at their I pick. See. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you to Adam Chernoff. I'll, I'll thank. Good him to see you, Adam. Yeah, he's down. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, to Adam Chernoff from Right Angle Sports. Thank you to Todd Wishnev. We're about to go play tennis. Thank you to uh, Jeffrey Parlay. Who, by the way, why don't we see you playing tennis anymore? What's going on? With I you? played against Todd. He ago. did play one time, but he claimed he was going to play all the time, and he hasn't played. He's a, all the he's time. a, he's a, a tennis flaker. Jeffrey Parles flaking he's a tennis out player. on Great. tennis. Great. If he had the same emotions for showing up to tennis that he does when he makes his arguments with his hands, that's right. Everybody would be in the money. Parlay, do you believe that? Do you believe? Are you familiar with the USTA tennis uh, rating system? Yes. What do you believe, Todd? Is I think actually four point two five is about right. Like wow. in between a four or five and a four. Well, then right. I don't feel that bad. Yeah, I think that's about right. Because there's a reason why I can't solve you because you're a four point two five. The problem is I have a buddy in Florida who's ranked. Forget rating. He's ranked in Florida for his age group. He says he's a four point I think he would destroy you. Maybe. So that's why I think there's. Something I'm not standing behind any for of these for what yeah. it's for what it's worth. It is kind of an inexact science for for yeah. non professionals for sure. But uh, yeah. I, I think Todd's somewhere in between a four and a four or five. Give yeah. me a, give me a rating, Todd. I'm gonna go three point oh. 
Uh, Based on the description, I'm going to go through. I would say you're definitely a negative 0.5. Wow. <laughs> that's not, I'm told that's not good. <laughs> there, is no, there is no negative. <laughs> going with a, going with a, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gil. We don't have a rating for you. Actually, I will say this. Over the last couple of days, you've gotten a lot better because we've been hitting a lot, and you do seem to be better. Well, but I'm the just, part of, of not being able to athlete. move is, is part of the problem. Because yeah, I, I popped my ankle, bro. <laughs> all right. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. The divisional round of the National Football League. Thanks for listening. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.